I'm Katie. We're Sister Emma. I am living in the Chicagoland area. We both have a medical background. And um, I married Tiffany's brother. Yes, and I am a Wisconsinite. I uh, have one uh, eight-year-old child now and a pain-in-the-butt husband. And that's pretty much why we decided to do this podcast, so that we could be having fun. Laugh at the stuff that happens to all of us inevitably. Correct, right. So anyways, today is, we are, we're kind of going to be all over the place. That's kind of how we live our lives, is we talk random conversation all the time. You never quite know where it's going. So we're going to pick topics, but I don't know how long we're going to stay on those topics because that's not that's not the way we do things. That's not who we are as people. It's, yeah, it's not our journey. Our journey is a little different every day. <laughs> we're pretty serious like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, we kind of wanted to just talk about some fun things about food. You know, we all love food, obviously, but there are some real fun parts, and one of the first topics that we're going to talk about is foods that shouldn't be eaten in public. Oh my gosh, so there's, I feel like this list could go on forever, but corn on the cob, there is nobody who can eat corn on the cob and make it look attractive. No. You end up with like butter and salt on your ear and pepper and like you're greasy for the whole rest of the day. It's so good, and I love it. I still eat it in public, despite that, like, no one looks good eating it. I mean, so when I was younger, they we used to have this thing called the fireman's picnic, and the firemen would throw this big fundraiser, and one of the things that they would do is they would have, like, an old uh, tin can that was full of melted butter, and oh they would pull the husk back from the corn. They'd dip it in there, and they would give it to you. And so good. while it is probably one of the most delicious, and I'm aware fattening things you could probably be eating, and it's the most ironic thing to do to a vegetable is to literally dip it in a vat of melted butter. Um, nothing made me laugh as the fact that no amount of paper towels could wipe away the sheen that has is now known as your waxed chin from eating the corn on the cob. And um, it was really hard to pretend you were really awesome after you had eaten about three cobs because you were literally reflecting the sun. We used to have something similar at one of the fairs out here where the firemen did a corn mode at one of the county fairs and like you would walk on the fair and you could see you could tell everyone who had corn. Yeah, it's it's literally the scarlet letter on your chest that you <laughs> and based on the like they probably had like a matte to gloss finish ratio. And based <laughs> on your matte to gloss, they knew how many husks of corn you have gobbled through. <laughs> I'm thinking about how, um, how just, like, greasy the kids were at the fair, and... Yeah, and no wonder the rides were just 
a hot mess of desire. You are eating the greasiest corn you've ever had in your life. You're riding this terrible ride. Then here comes freaking Buckwheat Bob, and <laughs> he's running this ride. He knows these kids are having the time of their lives, runs it a couple extra runs. They throw up. Then what do they do? The most sanitary um, way of cleaning is just to get a hose and just hose it off. Hey, that's, that's lubricant for the ride. Oh, gosh. You remember so getting into... Do you remember getting into the seat of a ride that's really wet and you know it hasn't rained? And then someone just threw up in it, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, oh. just straight up delight. Straight up I mean, the only thing you um, can do to get through it is, is picture that basically the hottest man alive that did that, um, and that's how you'd get through it. I don't know. I don't know if I can get through it that way. I don't know I don't any know. other way, honestly. Or a picture that Bambi was also riding the ride and the cute little baby deer had a little spit up. Normally before I even noticed it, we were like spinning in the air and I was <laughs> thinking about throwing up. So I was more concerned about like keeping myself from throwing up than the worry of someone else's, me sitting in someone else's throw up. Totally um, makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so what else so, is on the list? Um, the next one I have up is tacos. Tacos. And okay. every time I see someone order tacos and eat them in the public, all I think about is Nellie from the office when Daryl goes gets her the free tacos. And she's literally shoveling it. If you haven't seen the if you haven't seen the office, a you're missing out on literally probably the best TV show ever. But B, you need to at least, bare minimum, look up the episode where Nellie eats tacos on YouTube because it's hilarious. Oh, so that's all I think about anytime someone orders tacos at tacos a restaurant is she probably ate them the most gracefully that I've ever seen anyone eat tacos. I mean, true. pretty bad. But the problem is I'm straight up a slut for tacos, so I don't even yeah. care. Like, it's... It's a non-shame thing. And, like, even that one little piece of cheese that isn't going to make any di flavor difference whatsoever that maybe falls into my lap has to make it back onto the taco. Oh, of course. Of course. It does make a flavor difference. <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, there's no way to, like, that I'm going to pass up a taco. Right. Right. Like, so whilst, whilst it's... Whilst it shouldn't be on the list of the, like, while you shouldn't eat it in public, I just can't help myself. Yeah, I can't eat it. Same with corn on the cob, though. Um, well, I just... Corn on the cob, I have found a way to resist because the feeling of that, that greased chin is just too much. I feel like, I feel like I can't. Um, no, I, I just have no shame when it comes to corn on the cob and tacos. And I mean, again, like previously discussed, that is your journey, and I will not shame you ever for your journey. And I'll tell you, don't catch me in a restaurant in the bathroom after eating corn on the cob because I do go in and wash my face. So I know it's not going to do any make any difference. I still do go wash my face. I'm well, I'm, I am literally picturing you like a bird in a bird bath, like flinging water, washing your face. <laughs> To clean the you know sheen off that has been left by what was once some butter. 
It works just when there's, when there's only a hand dryer option. Ah, so you're gonna stick your face right in there. Yeah, I can do it. But like, you, if not, like you get back to the table, and like your face is all dripping wet on your shirt, and then it looks even worse. I mean, I'm so literally, I I'm literally willing to make the t-shirt sacrifice where I just wipe it into my shirt because I don't use a hand dryer. I read facts about a hand dryer and it's turned me into a complete psychopath. So um, sometimes it's just best um, not to know. The, the episode of Mythbusters made me never use a hand dryer again, except for in this occasion. So if you've ever seen me in front of a hand dryer. Then um, I know for a fact you're cleaning off the wax of butter. The buttery mess. Yes, you now, you, the secret is out. I don't wash my face in public because I just ate corn on the cob. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Tacos, I will wear that shame all day. I don't care. I mean, but who's mean to you for eating tacos? No one. Everyone gets it. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like tacos. No, yeah, no one. All right, what's next? Um, Oreos. I don't like Oreos. Con- controversial I opinion. I do not like Oreos. I don't think it's that controversial. I actually do not like Oreos either. Um, the only time you will see me eating Oreos is for a very special occasion. Um, my dad swears by them as a laxative, and he is 100% right. No way. Uh, yeah, no, I'm serious. My dad has said this whole life that if you are having those issues, to get yourself a sleeve of Oreos, and you will no longer be having that issue. I have never had... Anytime I've ever had any kind of constipation, I have turned to Oreos in desperation. And within 45 minutes. There's a slogan I bet you they never thought they could use. I I think I'm going to get sued by Oreos now. Nabisco is going to be knocking on my door in the morning. They are. They're going to be like, you found out our secret is laxative. Well, it's certainly not chocolate. There's no chocolate in there. And here's why I know that there's no chocolate. Because... Like 10, oh my gosh, I've been married longer than that. Like 12 years ago, my dog, who was a brand new pup, ate a packet, a full package, and then another half a package of Oreos. He's vaccinated. I called the vet, and they're like, there's barely any chocolate in there. She's fine. And I was like, lies, lies my whole life. I know I said I didn't eat Oreos. Why do I have Oreos? Because my husband's obsessed with Oreos and I don't get it. My husband is also obsessed with Oreos and I think it's disgusting. He tells me I'm weird that I don't like them, but I'm I'm really not. There's a weird one. I'm an ice cream gal, not a cookie girl. Uh, um, side note, did you know that Oreos are actually a ripoff of hydroxy? The hydroxy. The hydroxies are actually... The originals. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a There's huge my... lawsuit for that. Yep. I watched they that. Sure did. I watched it. Um, my next one is oh, the reason hold on. The reason why I don't think Oreos can be eaten in public is because then you walk around with that nasty black in your teeth all day. <laughs> and you clearly have to brush your teeth after you eat Oreos. There's the, no it's not an option. The the thing that Looks like you ate somebody's gritty butthole. Yes. You know what? I do I do have a fact that's really interesting as a as a counter to your Oreos. 
So, yeah, we've, you know, informed the listeners now that if you are constipated, supposedly you can eat Oreos to declog the pipes, so to speak. Um, back in the 1800s, people, they used to use tomatoes and a ketchup-like substance to treat diarrhea and indigestion. Really? So... If you're going the other way, where the pipes won't stop running. <laughs> There's a leak in a pipe. You know, get that Heinz out and start slathering that shit on everything. <laughs> See, we're entertaining and educational. Yeah, this is just, this is not a waste of a night. This is definitely <laughs> helping you with your life, for we're, sure. We're here to help people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next one is chicken wings. Chicken wings. The yeah. Chicken wings. chicken wings is legit. That's a real one because you just look like you're a freaking vicious bear that hasn't eaten in months who is trying to rip the shit out of a bird feeder. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hands down, it is one of the most savage things to eat. I mean... Have you ever watched a movie? This is a really old movie called Serial Mom. Oh my gosh, a super I am making a, a terrible reference because I am basically putting an age tag on my back. Um, but that is a very old movie. And I don't know if you remember a lot of the movie, but she was basically friggin' crazy and she would kill anyone that didn't agree with her complete values. So, in today's society, she would just be ravaging everyone, because everyone argues with everyone. But anyways, there, there is a point in that movie. I feel like this is the Karen story. Yeah, this is the, she is the originator of Karen. Like, she attacks a woman for wearing white after Labor Day. She, so anyway, so she doesn't, um, she loves birds of all kinds. And there is a segment in there where she peeks in the window of her neighbor's house and the neighbor is eating a Cornish game hen. Oh, my God. Let me just tell you. A, the neighbor is eating it about as savagely as they can. Like, it's super gross. I mean, they zoom in on the mouth to try to give you the effect of how nastily they're eating it, which is a little bit much for my taste anyways. Yeah, I mean, that in the movie theater, you literally, you're in the quiet parts of your own life. In the movie theater, you are surrounded by everyone, but let's face it, you're in the dark, you're ravenous, that's what's happening. But anyways, so she's just, the neighbor and her husband are just going to town on this Cornish game hen, and they don't make it, let me just tell you, they do not live. She's very upset about it. So, that was kind of a random, but you're welcome for that. I just had to, when you were talking about, when you mentioned chicken wings, that was literally the first thing I thought of was that yucky part where she is just going to Tona. It doesn't stop me from eating chicken wings. I eat chicken wings quite happily. Well, the husband and I have been watching uh, Hot Ones, the game show, which celebrates this. <laughs> and like these <laughs> these poor people are just like covered in hot sauce and they're like rabid, like a rabid 
it just, it's insane. It's insane to watch. And I just, like, you don't even get extra money if you finish the, the winning, or, like, first. And so I keep asking him, what's the point of being the first one to finish the winning? And he's like, it's just the glory of it. And I'm like, I, I just can't handle that part. Like, it's just it's too much. Like, do that in a private figure home. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, isn't and it, I mean, isn't that part of the reason that it's kind of funny whenever you this topic's really funny, especially no offense to your husband and he's probably gonna kill me because this is about to make fun of him. But um, there are certain things that people go ahead. There are certain things. There are certain things that people shouldn't do in public when they're eating food. For instance, bananas. You should bring banana to mouth, not mouth to banana. That's life. That's life law. When I brought this topic up, that was the first thing you said to me. That is, you should get that tattooed on your behind so that everyone just knows that that is a common law. That should be as part of the Bill of Rights or the Constitution, or it should come printed on your birth certificate. Take this and put it in the bank and save it for the rest of your life. And the thing is, along with that, Tim does a very, oh, I just dropped his name. Tim does a very unique thing where instead of bringing glass and straw to mouth, he brings mouth to glass and straw. So when you are, where you, and you are in public, he doesn't pick the glass up. He brings his mouth down to the table, down to the straw. And it creates a very uh, unique vantage point for other people in the restaurant. They might be a little curious of what's going on. So my husband might choose not to sit next to Tim just for that point of that might look a little weird. to the table and has, should be treated as such. Oh, but now he's, he's caught on to the fact that he doesn't use straws as often because of this. It's like it, it reminds him that he has to lift the glass. So that has improved slightly. Well, I feel like um, I've almost saved him from the fate of humiliation out of that to get, deal because I have. that's one of the top things I give him a hard time from. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of things in restaurants that should be done, but that's okay. I still love him. He's so cute. All right, well, now that you're on to that, I think we should vastly move to another subject, unless you have one that you feel like you have to mention before this is over. Only because we're making fun of Tim. My last one is completely because of him, and that's crackers. And the reason why I bring this up is yesterday we had to take a little bit of a mini road trip, and he got crackers for the car. And when I was getting out of the car yesterday... There, I would say third of the crackers are on the floor of the car. Fabulous. But they leave crumbs everywhere. What? Like that is also a food that should only be eaten in your home, where there's a vacuum available. I mean, to be fair, that food should also only be eaten if you are a sick or b you're a thousand years old. So I don't actually know why he was 
was eating that, but um, yeah. I mean, so did my grandpa, but you know, you don't see him talking about it. Maybe he was feeling nostalgic. I don't know, but he's a lot. Nostalgic, getting ready for the retirement home. Same difference. Well, I mean, you know. So anyway, so so our next topic is uh, food from your childhood that you can't look at as an adult. It's kind of an interesting one. I can. Um, I'm going to kick this one off. I'm actually going to kick this one go, off. Go for it. Yeah. So. Uh, I have family that's listening to this. Might be offensive to them. I don't know. And that's great. I'm glad people still love it. Whatever. I'm a Wisconsinite. And my uncle, oh, my uncle, uncle, that's a new term. My uncle is a well-known hunter. And for years and years and years and years and years, we would get deer. And I cannot stomach, stand, or tolerate the taste of venison. I can't smell it. I can't nothing because we ate it so, so, so much. I ate it in every form you could imagine. Oh, you know, other kids are eating Tootsie Pops. Well, I've got venison pops. <laughs> um, that wow, I didn't know that. Um, Ugh. I love venison. Blech. No, can't do it. Um. If there's a if there's a way to make venison, even if there isn't a way to make venison, my mom was creative and don't worry, she figured it out. Um, yeah, venison, pork chops, venison steak, venison tripped beef, venison hamburgers, venison bacon. Betty burgers were always my favorite. Like I can remember, we would come. We would come back from up north, and my dad would have met some of the local hunters, and we would eat many burgers for like a month, and it was like the happiest. Okay, well, listen, I'm I'm just I'm honestly just truly amazed that I didn't have venison birthday cake. <laughs> well, that's because your birthday is not during hunting. Uh, that's what they make freezers for. Believe me, my mom didn't <laughs> didn't show no waste on that deal. The best time ever, honestly, was when my uncle was hunting in Canada and got a hog. And then we got part of that. Now we're talking. Oh. Oh. Yeah, now we're talking. But uh, nope, venison, and I can smell it. I can suss that baby out. You can put, I'm oh. like Princess in the Pea with that crap. You can put one little nugget of venison anywhere in my house, and I could probably snuff it out in seconds. <laughs> we took we took a hunter safety class as adults, yes, to get concealed carry permits, and um, we had to learn how to dress a deer. Let me just tell you, I almost left. The smell was too much. Ugh. Yeah, so that's mine. That's my one food from my childhood that I cannot deal with now. I, I get that. I get that. Um, 
I can remember as a child it being a, a very big treat to get SpaghettiOs. <laughs> like, I felt like we were, like, living the good life. And now I can't even, like, I have to, like, sideways glance when I'm in that aisle to, like, look away from them. I can't look directly at them. The, I, I, the smell, the texture, it all comes flooding back, the taste. Uh, no, no thank you. No yeah. thank you. I, yep, I get it. Um, the one that I would say I'm probably passionate about, is, uh, as you are about medicine, is bologna. Oh, I and love bologna. My dad was never big on processed meat in general, but he... He and my mom used to do bologna sandwiches at one point. Well, I love bologna. Until I just couldn't, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stomach it anymore. And then when he um, married my second mom, she still enjoys a good fried bologna sandwich as she cooks it. Oh no! And I'm and I'm telling you, the smell is running back to my nose, where she would fry the bologna in the pan. Oh, oh my gosh! It just makes me want to keep just talking about it. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not that sophisticated. My bologna habit is is about as white trash as it gets. Two pieces <laughs> of bread, that the most processed bologna you could find on the shelf. Take two pieces out of the container from Oscar Meyer himself, and put it on the bread. Oscar put Meyer a little. Put a little mayo on there and you're talking. Even though when I was a kid, I ate Miracle Whip. And I found out as an adult, that's 90% sugar. That's probably why I loved it so much. Probably. I don't like it now. It's just like when I love when I go to a restaurant and I say, can I get a side of mayo? And they say, absolutely. And then they come back and they bring me Miracle Whip. And I say, just say you don't have any. They're not the same. It's not interchangeable. It is like it is literally the equivalent of saying Coke or Pepsi. Pepsi okay? If I ask for Coke, it's not. They're completely different things. That's like that old joke. That's like that old joke. I don't know, is Monopoly money okay? Exactly. Exactly. So they are totally different. I actually do like both. I like Miracle Whip and Mayo. No. But I like them not not for the same thing. Yeah, not for the same thing. Oh, each, each has a time and place. Like I'm not, I am not gonna wear, you know, jeans to a fancy reception. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like time and place. Read the room. Read the room, Miracle Whip. <laughs> Read the room, Read Miracle Whip. Nobody wants you. You don't even go here. <laughs> I told you I was gonna work better. You don't even go here. I'm not a hot dog. I'm not a hot dog person. I will eat a Chicago dog, but there are very specific qualifications. It has to be Vienna. It it has to be done right. I have to have a legit Chicago hot dog. You mean you don't want the 99 cent fun dogs? No. I don't want any other kind of dog. Um, I like the South Beach just a hot dog I can't do. It just, like, I can't just go and buy a pair of hot dogs and grow them up and eat them. Like, that sounds no. like torture. Nope. 
here's where the Wisconsin in me kicks in. I'll take a brat anytime, any place over a hot dog. Preach. Yep, yeah, I will still lie. Yep, and I want it major charred. Um, I don't need it major charred. I'll eat it major charred, but... Which is so ironic, because you will kill a steak, but you won't kill a brat. There's two different meats. One is pork, one is beef. Well, I can promise you this, and we can even put it to a poll. I can promise you this. We're going to put it as a poll. That's what we're going to do. There's going to be a poll of which do you prefer for how you cook your steak. And I can guarantee you that pretty much everyone is going to say, Medium rare, because this is America, and America loves meat to be cooked properly. Here's the thing about that, and I get I get what you're talking about, and it's not going to change how we eat the steak. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> it's not my journey. I'm still going to live my life, and you're going to back up. <laughs> I do not want to taste blooded meat. I don't. And... I have a hard time with undercooked beef because I can smell the blood, and it literally turns my stomach. I can't. I can't handle it. I, I just. I can't. Well, so, at home, I cook my steak medium well, um, and sometimes medium depending on what mood I'm in, um, because I'll, I'll I'll slow cook them as opposed to like even on the grill, I'll have the flame much lower and slow cook them, but in in a restaurant, I want it well done because they're probably still going to give it to me either medium or medium well. Well, um, I can't stop. All I can do is not give your address to stop the hate mail because that's all I can do. Don't come at me. Don't come at that's me. That's all I can do. Me. My quick shout out is to Texas Roadhouse, who always makes my steak to the complete perfection. If they want to throw me some coupons, that would be great. I get it medium rare every time. It is absolutely delicious. You cook it on a hot heat for a short amount of time. And I have had many compliments on the steaks that I prepare, so I know that I'm freaking knocking it out of the park. Um, your steaks have been fantastic. But to be I, fair, I've always overcooked yours a little bit. Uh, yeah. And even Texas and even Roadhouse, God bless them, they're one of my favorite places to eat, uh, even then when I ask it for well, I get it. And so it's medium well. And that's okay. That's why I say well. It's because they're having a hard time understanding why anybody would want that in their life. Yeah, I kind of imagine like when they get my ticket that there's like a, um, a cook in the back having a panic attack and like have the bag. Yeah, because um, honestly, they could just give you a chunk of roast beef at that point because you wouldn't know the difference. No way. Oh my gosh, no, like the I got I just I find it really weird that your dad and his background doesn't influence you to have a medium rare steak. He steak um I'm shocked by that. Yeah. He actually he as he's gotten older, if it's his beef he would do, like, a medium. Um, my mom, though, my mom, Lori, I should emphasize with mom, she literally tells them to slap it on the ass and run it across the grill. 
I there used to be okay so years and years ago I didn't even know about I didn't even know that that was like a thing like I get like with burgers I would want my I don't want um, my burger to be bloody because it's gross there are people that are into it and I didn't even know that until I got married and my mom was like my mom was like we got to have a cannibal sandwich bar and I was like what do you mean and she's like yeah they call them cannibal sandwiches and I was like what does that mean and she goes you just stack up a thing of beef you get some onions and some bread, rye bread, and everybody just eats it. And I'm like, that is the worst thing I've ever heard of in my life. So I was like, that, that can't be a thing, right? Like, I'm like, that can't be a thing, whatever. So I'm like, whatever. So she goes, I'll take care of it. So she got the platter of the beef. I will have you know, I mean, people that do know my mom know that this is 100% accurate. If you don't, just trust us. It'll come out later. Um... She might have told me a hundred times to look at the fact that there was nothing left on that plate. They ate all of it. And it was piles of beef. I don't even know how many pounds she got. It was a lot. It was a giant heaping pile of nasty, uncooked meat. And they ravaged it. And I felt super sick about it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I thought it. It was the teetering point in my life where I honestly contemplated becoming a vegetarian. Yeah, I'm glad I came after that. I have... <laughs> you weren't too far after. But yeah, she wanted the biggest heap of beef you've ever seen in your life. I, I, to this day, I should probably ask her. I think she got 50 pounds of beef. And they... Rab, it was stacked high, as high as the cake. And they... Oh. ravaged it and they were like great job having cannibal sandwiches that's a german tradition and i was like i know that i'm german but i guess i don't understand like why is this a thing yeah it's god's work that i came after that i would not have been able to do that <laughs> well nope, nope, nope. if you would have known the scenario around it it would have made sense to you that i just went with it um no Lori, she orders her steak rare um sometimes the medium rare when she can I don't know what she feels like it I guess yeah she does not like her meat she likes her meat warm and I yuck yuck that's what I say to that there used to be a gentleman that used to come into the bar when my parents owned a bar when I was younger he would come in every day and he would drink Seagram 7 and water. And when I say Seagram 7 and water, I mean like an inch of water and the rest, not even an inch, half an inch of water and the rest was Seagram's. And he would ask for a cannibal sandwich like that. And he would tell me, sear it on one side quick, sear it on the other side quick, and it should be basically falling apart onto the bun. Well, that's because the acid in his stomach was actually deep frying. <laughs> And all I kept thinking about is this guy's married and like, he's going to go home and like, what, you know, he's got to just smell rancid. I mean, he has to just smell bad. There's no way that concoction cannot just be. Yeah. No, I guarantee you it's not smelling like lilac bushes at his house. 
Yeah, it's not like, oh, is that Old Spice, or? It's a cannibal sandwich of I had six glasses of Seagram's today. I'm extra smelling sweet for you, babe. Daddy, he must have smelled like pickled all the time. Yeah, I mean, maybe his organs were just truly that, just pickled out to the maximum, like you can't even believe. Oh. Yuck. <laughs> so. Yuck. Okay, so let's keep moving along. What do you got? Do you have any other foods that you have from your childhood that you can't look at? Um, canned chicken soup. Okay, now, like, so, back in your day, I they got, didn't have the Progresso and the Campbell's, the chunkier versions. You're talking about the original Campbell's, 10 noodles yeah. and one half a chunk of chicken. Surrounded by water really, and broth, correct? I'm really not a big fan of canned soup anyway, but that one in particular, I can't look at even, I, I can't even pass for the grocery aisle. Like, no. Um, Lori's family's all Polish, and let me tell you, my favorite thing, well, one of my favorite things about Polish is their love of soup, and they throw down mighty. So when, when, Dad and my mom got married, and she, like, there was always a pot of soup in our fridge. At all times, 365, some sort of random concoction that she had whipped up. Um, I am ruined on canned soup. Um, I do enjoy, I have a guilty pleasure of tomato soup um, that can be canned, and that has to be the traditional Campbell's tomato soup. Yeah, no, I love tomato soup from Campbell's. Yep. But canned Chicken noodle soup is the most disgusting thing. I don't know what they make the noodles out of, but I'm pretty sure it is um, that slimy, like, caulking that comes off of an old shower. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, and, like, the worst chicken fact you could possibly imagine. And then they give you, like, Two slivers of carrots that I'm pretty sure are like the very tip of the carrot that most people normally cut off. <laughs> Is there even carrots in it anymore? Um, you know, it's been so long. I don't know. I think we need to investigate that for next time, just to just to just to put the, that baby to rest. I don't think that they put any vegetables in it to, anymore. To me, I honestly oh think it's like six of them shriveled up. Uh, forgotten about noodles that didn't get packaged for another meal. Um, uh, a little bit of toilet water and some chicken bouillon, bouillon cube. And um, whatever they decided, whatever they decided to not use for chicken for the dog food, and then they put it in there because I mean it is seriously one of the most uh, you know unappetizing things to dump that out. Like the one time I thought, oh, I'm going to be the best little mommy. And I'm like, Ryan wasn't feeling good. So I got crackers and I got chicken noodle soup. And I thought, I'm really just going to knock this out of the park. I'm just 100. Warm that up, dumped it in there, or dumped it in there, warmed it up. I just looked at it like, what is this supposed to be? No wonder they give this to you when you're sick. Can't hold anything down? I mean, this isn't really anything either, so. 
And they put a dollop of grease in it just to like lubricate it so that like when it comes back up, it doesn't wreck the throat. Yeah, it's a smooth out. Easy in, easy out. Oh. It is. It's really it's really not good. It's really unappealing. But yeah, that one in particular just like no thank you, sir. Yeah, it really you are correct on that on that for sure. It's really yeah. not anything yikes. Okay. Um Yeah. And Pop-Tarts. I don't understand the fascination with Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts are so gross. Okay, Pop-Tarts are the grossest. And it's like, I can't even describe it. And then people have the... It's 75% cracker. Only a sweet cracker, nonetheless. Um, Let's go back to our earlier conversation about crackers having to eat in public. And then they just like... It's like a sweet cracker with like this nasty like sugar chomp chomp feeling with like crusty eye burger frosting. They're gross. I don't understand their appeal at all. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I do not Nope, I've never gotten also, it. Also one of your brother's favorite foods. Yeah, well I mean let's be real about his food tastes. I mean, I did read an article today talking about how there's a $12,000 pizza, and I thought, boy, if he could come up with that kind of money, he probably he probably would. If he could come up with that kind of money and I would let him spend it, he would. Oh, I don't know. I think he might do it anyways, and he'd just be like, you don't understand. It was a $12,000 pizza. <laughs> I don't think you'd really care too much about what you had to say on that. Um, All right. So the um, next thing that we've got is the one that you actually came up with that I thought was really funny. You can kick it off if you want. The most okayest um, restaurants. I feel like we both came up with it. I feel like it just, we're both on the same page. We were having a conversation earlier. And the winner of this is Cracker Barrel. If you like Cracker Barrel, please don't come at me. But I mean, you can. I, you know what? If you like Cracker Barrel, you are more than welcome to at me because I do actually want to understand how you could like it. Um, the only thing I could think of is that your name is Sir Mister Sir Mister Cracker Barrel. <laughs> But it's just like, it's just okay. I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm not saying it's good. It's just like a step above edible. I mean, there's nothing more as a person in this world that, you know, likes food to pay extra money to go out to have food that is less than mediocre, like that McDonald's wins, and McDonald's is awful. I'm just going to say it. McDonald's is the worst. I don't like McDonald's. They're the worst. But they make the most sales because they're quick, I guess. I don't even know. Because they're everywhere. It's probably a they McDonald's. They are the worst. I somehow still keep end up getting food from there, though. 
I don't like, know how it happened, but at the end of the driveway, I blacked out. It's like, uh, well, we just had the world's shittiest night. You just want to go to Starbucks and uh, then go to McDonald's on the way home? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. It's like, how are you doing that? How do you do that? But, but I will tell you something. The McDonald's is so fucking amazing. I'm convinced that they put heroin in it or meth or something like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's addictive. And now I want to see people McDonald's. And that's how I end up blacked out. It's the cell drive. Isn't it though? Isn't though? Isn't the tea at McDonald's? Isn't it just straight up sugar? But here's the thing: I tried it, emulated at home, and I don't know what they put. I don't know how they see it. I can never get it to taste that. But I put a lot of sugar in it, so I'm like, I'm not going to McDonald's anymore. I'm just going to make my own sweet tea, and I use the copycat recipes, and it still doesn't come out. Let's be real. Really Most like, of those copycat prefer, recipes are jipe. I normally prefer an unsweet iced tea, but that one, let me tell you, it gets me every time. Well, so I, I'm just going to match the ingredients. Isn't their iced tea, tea, isn't their iced tea and their Coca-Cola, aren't they both, uh, like signature recipes that you can only get at McDonald's? I'm pretty sure they are. So the Coca-Cola, the thing with the Coca-Cola is that it has to be served at the at Coca-Cola's ideal temperature. So it has to be served at a certain degree. That's what makes their Coca-Cola. So It's uh, literally the water. only time I will drink Coke, and I don't like it, but I will drink it from... McDonald's. I mean, to be honest, I always just assumed that it had natural Coke inside of it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's the temperature which the Coke is served at that makes their Coke so special. They have like a uh, contract with Coca-Cola about it. I do not like Coke, and I do not like McDonald's Coke. Um, I'm a Pepsi girl, 100%. Same. But that, I, went, I actually went and looked up because there was a bunch of people I worked with that used to stop every morning, and everyone would take turns bringing in McDonald's Coca-Cola. And I looked up why, why it was so special because everybody was obsessed with it, and I couldn't figure it out. And it's, it's the temperature in which it's served. Their sweet tea, however, or their tea in general, whether it's the unsweetened or the is serving like jugs. It's just a jug that, like, a stainless steel vat that they pour a plastic container into that's made in some underground bunker. Um, and, like, three people know the recipe on the film. Yeah, I have no idea what makes it so good. And normally if I'm going to order, like, Cracker Barrel has a, a, a summer berry tea that was really good, actually. But it, I normally do not order a tea for an tea. And let me tell you something. If you like an tea, you need to check out the colors on tea. It's like angels just the tea leaves that they went 
and harvested by hand. And then they said a special prayer over them and they teach because it is so freaking good. Um, but nonetheless, back to McDonald's and how they're okay. <laughs> it's like the only thing that gets me at McDonald's. I'm always disappointed in it. I mean, there's no personal, I've never, I have personally never met a person that was like, McDonald's is best. No, it doesn't exist. It's like, McDonald's, yeah, I guess I'm starving. So, like, it'll, it'll hit my calorie deficit. Any, I have not met anyone over the age of 10 that is like, McDonald's is my favorite restaurant. Yeah. McDonald's is your favorite restaurant, and you were over the age of 10. Please at me because we need to talk about this. What am I missing out on? If McDonald's is your favorite restaurant and you're over the age of 10, come with me. I will buy you lunch. (laughs) I will change your mind really fast, um, pretty much by going anywhere. Uh, The only place I won't go is Burger King because I believe that it it is equally awful. Um, I'm going to ask you. Uh, that it's a date. I love Texas Roadhouse. If I have, as I've mentioned before, if they want to, you know, give me any coupons, discounts, gift certificates, you know. It's brought to you by our undying love of Texas Roadhouse, and its sweet, salty, buttery goodness. Texas Roadhouse, you shining star in the sky. Do not change a single thing. <laughs> um, here's how you know Texas Roadhouse is good. Off topic, of course. Um, my dad was a cow farmer. And my dad even likes Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, certified yeah. by farmers everywhere. Run to your run to your Texas Roadhouse today. We went to a funeral two years ago. It was just me and him, and the hotel we were staying at was the, the parking lot and the, of the Texas Roadhouse butted up to the hotel parking lot. And we got back, and he's like, I'm in Star, and he's like, let's just fuck over to Texas Roadhouse and get something. And I'm like, you want to go to Texas Roadhouse? Like, my dad's a very anti chain restaurant. He's very big on shop small, shop local. And he's like, yeah, let's go to Texas Roadhouse. He goes, I don't know what they do to their chicken strips, but they're the best chicken strips I've ever had in my life. Oh my that's gosh. how good it is when someone who loves beef as much as he does and hates chicken, like he only will eat their chicken. Um, I love it. When he, when he will go to the steakhouse and chicken strips because they're so good. <laughs> like I, There's nothing bad on their menu. Close your eyes and randomly pick something, and you will be delighted. I mean, true, very true, very true, very true. Like, I love the chili there. Like, it's amazing. They actually put like real brisket in there. It's delicious. It's the best. Yeah. But anyways, I think we should get to our last topic since we're running to the edge of our time here. Because I feel like after all the stuff we've talked about, I feel like we need to share this last thing. I need to get to this last thing really bad. 
So I was laughing because when we were talking about food facts and, you know, we got, we dove into some unique facts last week about, you know, where the first um, prophylactic came from, where the first uh, sanitary napkin came from and their original concepts, which will be discussed probably on a later, uh, a later episode. Um, yeah, that needs that. Can't you can't dive immediately into that? That might mess you for the rest of your life. Um, I found some really interesting facts that I felt like could round out our episode today about food. Some really interesting facts. So I'm trying. I'm gonna try not to totally blow your mind, but it's pretty crazy. So one of the first things, like, and basically what I, let me just give you the basis and the summary of this. By the end of this, it just confirms what we've already know, what we already know. And that is healthy foods aren't as fun as unhealthy foods and could be slightly more dangerous. I'm just saying. So any like, okay, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's legit. So for example, crackers right everyone's like oh crackers they're just like so great and whatever crackers are made from a good amount of sugar actually and um acid too is one of the biggest causes of tooth decay and crackers tend to stick to your teeth which ends up being a breeding ground for bacteria so tell uncle tim that uh his grandpa cracker-eating ways are not helping his teeth. <laughs> you used to change his cracker ways? I'm going to try to change his cracker ways. <laughs> so, um, another interesting uh, thing that I thought was really funny was um, expiration dates on water bottles. I always used to be like, why are there expiration dates on water? It's not actually on the water bottle, or on the water, it's on the bottle. Yeah. And after a while, it starts to leak chemicals back into the water. And I also heard a long time ago, I don't know how factual this is, but they have to sanitize the water bottle, and that that's how long it is before bacteria starts to grow in the water bottle. Isn't that screwed up? So, if you drink soda, you're probably safer, just saying. <laughs> I mean, the chemicals in soda will kill anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they clean toilets, they're going to clean all that bacteria away. You're welcome, we've just saved you again. Okay, so, here's another fact. Um, honey is actually just basically regurgitated from bees. It's the nectar into the hive. It's delicious bee vomit. It's bee vomit. So, I mean, if you're going to come at me and say, well, use honey as a sugar substitute because it's better for you, it's vomit. Just telling you. Do you know that honey itself actually never, um, like, goes bad if the container that goes bad? I'm sure. It's very similar to water. They, um when they were doing exhibitions of the, um, the, you know, the pharaoh's tombs in Egypt, they would find jarred honey. And it was actually so, like, 
good enough to eat, like it was still preserved. Dang. Okay, well, um, I'm going to just keep on ripping on healthy things because that's what's up. So I was going to say something about Twinkies, but those are not healthy. And quick side note, did you know about Twinkies? The reason why they last for absolute ever is because that yummy, fluffy goodness inside is not cream. It's vegetable shortening. Is it really? Yeah, I found that out. Um, I'm not a big fan of Twinkies, but... Okay, so did you know that raw lima beans have cyanide in them? Oh, wow. So when you were little and they were telling you to eat your dinner because it's not going to kill you, it might actually kill you. I never knew that. Yeah, a friggin' lima bean might be the end of your friggin' days. Now... I feel like this might be a segue into a murder podcast where we set up something, but we are not liable for anybody using lima beans to try to kill their husband or and or wife. We're just gonna um, we're just gonna move on from that. <clears throat> and then the last thing I wanted to say, and this is nothing against wine, um, the ingredients in wine are um, interesting, but it's not going to stop me ever. I love wine. I love a good glass of wine. I am a white trash wine drinker because I love it all cold. So don't at me if I put Merlot in the freezer or the fridge for a little bit because that's just my life. And I guess you. I'm I mean, I don't understand. Like who? Uh, who? Like I want to know who set the terms for that. Like somebody came along and said, you know what? We need this to be uncomfortably warm. It'll really quench everybody's desire for wine if this just tastes like it's been microwaved for 30 seconds. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's people who don't want you to drink red wine. Yeah, like they're like, there was, it was some guy who had the last bottle on, in, on the island that he was on. He was just like, you can't drink this cold, and this is cold. And everyone's like, oh, shit, we can't drink it. And in reality, it's disgusting. I'll tell you, there's nothing quite as satisfying as a glass of Cabernet that has been chilled. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want it to be cold. So if that means throwing an ice cube in it, then my gosh. Which I have done, and I am not. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'll drink it from the box, and I'll drink it from, I'm the Dr. Seuss of wines. I'll drink it on a train, and I'll drink it in a tree. I don't care. I will put that ice cube in my glass, eat my corn of the cob, and hang the rest of the and blow dry it. Back to the corn of the cob, absolutely, yes. And you'll be washing all of it off your face. It's fine. I did think it was funny, though, because there are the people in the world that drink wine that think they're just amazing, and... We are not those people. Those are winos, and we're not those people. But I did think it was funny that a lot of those people happen to be vegetarian or vegan, and some of the common ingredients that bind wine are like eggs, fish bladder, stuff like that. That's crazy. Yeah, so wine is not vegan. So if you're going for vegan, I've just spoiled your life, and I apologize. 
Vegetarian, you're probably fine. Vegan, I'm sorry. Things are probably not going your way. Spice is already said for you because you never can enjoy a Texas or house True. Um, or, or, their, or their butter. I did um, laugh really hard, though, because I read a tweet. That's how I'm going to leave it off at. I read, I read a tweet that says, most people don't realize this, but you can eat organic gluten f- or, or gluten-free food without telling everyone around you that that's what you're eating. <laughs> that may- Many people don't get me very often, but the vegans, the vegans like to announce it. They, they, it's kind of like, you know, that person in the corner of the gym that showed up five minutes ago and is taking a selfie in the mirror to let you know that they're working out. Like, everybody sees you, Rick. Glad you're working on the six-pack, bruh. But that is pretty much our time for this exact episode. If you enjoyed it or you want to hear more, you have more suggestions, you want to add us for the restaurant choices except for Texas Roadhouse because they're exempt from all at conversations unless it's compliments on how much that they're good or you're going to give us coupons or gift certificates. Then you can... We're going to ignore them. Unless it's positive, we're going to ignore those Texas <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Or unless it's giving us free things, which we love. Um, yeah. We... Would love to hear from you on your opinions, thoughts, topics that you want to discuss. And that's all I have for today. Anything that you want to say as a final thought, Kate? No, just be nice to each other and listen to each other and have a great week. Exactly. And if you can't be nice, don't say it at all in front of that person and then just say it later to your husband. And make fun of them. Make fun of them when you get home. Yeah, to your husband. Because Lord knows he wants to hear you complain. That's his favorite thing in the day. Exactly. 